All right. Welcome back to another episode of Power and Consequence. We are your hosts. I'm Matthew. And I am Anna. And this is a podcast about public figures and the ways they like to use their platforms to gaslight and mislead the public. Probably for money, sometimes for votes, sometimes because they're bored. Votes, money, same thing. In American politics, I'd say so. You know, Citizens United. Anyway, that was going to come up. Yeah, so last uh, we spoke with all of you, we were covering uh, the great prophet of the airway, or, you know, the internet, Dan Bongino, and his predictions about secret police and book burnings and all kinds of Gestapo-like tactics. Uh, I don't know, Anna, how's the world looking to you? Right now? Yeah. Versus the last time? Has anybody tried to burn your books? Oh, no. Smash, your, smash your Kindle? Or... No, I even bought some more books. <laughs> hey, see, not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 about the same. I uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, people are listening to the show. Actually, keep it up, everyone. I'm gonna assume that ninety percent of them are people we know. Uh, for now, for now, you know. So. Uh, we, Thank you guys for checking it out. By yes, the way. continue to do so. We're not please. Yeah, if if you're not someone we know, we're not trying to alienate you <laughs> or make you feel weird. You know, we'll edit this out. Yes, we will totally edit this out. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to edit this out. So let's uh, move right along. And last week we did, uh, you know, Bongino, who's basically just a talking head. He's. I keep wanting to call him Bongiorno, and I know. Bongiorno. I know. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's Italian, so for what it's worth. Clearly with a name like that, yeah. but still. Either way, moving on. So now we're going to do an elected official. Uh, today, we are going to do the U.S. representative from Arizona's 5th District, Mr. Andy Biggs. Oh, I've heard of this guy. Yeah, you probably for good reason. He's, it's going to jog your memory. Oh, I should mention this. I didn't mention this last week. The way the show works, you all probably guess, is that I prepare who we're going to be talking about, and Anna is going into this basically blind. And by blind, I mean she doesn't know who we're talking about. Correct. Yeah. So I'm not in a news blackout. Correct. But I don't know who he has chosen to focus his ire upon, mm -hmm. if that is a correct sentence. You know, it is now. You know, we're, we, we live in a interesting world people can use words however they want biggs uses words however he wants and you're gonna figure Bigly? that uh, big he does Ooh. he does anyway so, so big started out his political career uh as a let's see arizona state representative in 2003 then he was in arizona state senate from 2011 to 2017 became a u.s uh representative in 2017 moving uh, on up yeah let's see he got a his ba from brigham young user yeah brigham young university byu uh, he, uh, yeah, he's got a JD from University of Arizona and a master's in political science from uh, Arizona State University. So, yeah, that's uh, Andy Biggs. And I didn't know anything about him other than he was uh, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. You know what that is? Basically, I knew he was a dude. Yeah, so he's a dude, and he is the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, which was first was created in 2015 their first chairman was jim jordan to give you yeah that guy so he's kind of come under fire recently for a lot of reasons does uh, it have anything to do with january 6th how did you know it's because i'm a soothsayer <laughs> i am a witch and will therefore be burned at the stake yeah well I actually mean... i shouldn't make those jokes yeah, I mean, the the way things are going, I mean, they, they might be piling the kindling, you know, but it's okay because, you know, Trump was the subject of the greatest witch hunt in history, not counting the actual Salem witch trials or something. So, whatever. It was actually bigger in Europe. But the, yeah, yeah, the anyway. witch's hammer and all that stuff, but, you know. There's actually a really interesting, I know this is kind of, it's related. Mm -hmm. It's related to witch it, hunt specifically. It, it goddamn better be. Um. Well, excuse me. It was a YouTube video by Ollie Thorne who goes on, who goes by the name Philosophy Tube. Great yeah. video about Marxism and witchcraft. And basically he talks about how witches and the burning of women or those deemed undesirable by society basically gave way to like the beginning stages of capitalism because we had feudalism before that 
I know you're looking at me weird, but it makes total sense if you see the video. Highly recommend it. It's great. Um, is that our first plug? Is that our official first recommend? Sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go I mean, that. I recommend that video. Check out Philosophy Tube and his probably really cool through line video from burning women as witches to capitalism. To it's really good. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Maybe maybe uh, maybe he'll do us a solid one of these days. You know. Yeah. So uh biggs is under uh under fire as i was saying because he is being connected or people in the media are trying to connect him to a guy named ali alexander you know who ali alexander is again i've heard all these names and there's just so many of them that i just i lose faith after like hearing about three names ali alexander is one could call him a political operative he's been sort of in circulation since around the tea party uh, beginning that type of thing okay he has he's worked on a few campaigns from back in the day and by back in the day i mean like more than 10 years ago uh more recently he has been connected to people like alex jones he gets yeah alex jones Infowars, the the big conspiracy theorist he's been Fine. interviewed by the guy they've done collaborative projects okay so that's so he keeps great company is what i'm hearing he does and the best he does. Company. And I'm pretty sure that Alexander is the guy in charge of a website, and think now defunct, stopthesteal.us. Uh, is he, it defunct? I, I'm not 100%. Uh, I, think the, I think a lot of, no, you know what it is? I think it was the Facebook page, along with all the Stop the Steal Facebook oh, pages. Oh, yeah. So, okay, well, that makes sense. Anyway, so he went on uh, Periscope, which is some type of video app thingy. Okay, that one that one's a video along with Rumble and then it's Telegram, Gab, Parlor. I'm trying to keep all of these alternative apps like in my mind when people mention them because this is where all the violence is going to come from in the next few months and years. Most likely, most likely. And uh fittingly enough, uh, Alexander was posting videos before the rally actually took place, so like pre-insurrection. And he was as in like the hours before or the days before out matter of hours, maybe the day before. Okay. Got it. And the main, he, he was doing a lot of videos and one, the main thrust of this one video that we take, we're taking a clip from is him talking about helping people find hotel rooms who are associated with stop the steal and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But there was a relevant part of this. It's only, if it's like 30 seconds, but this is kind of what is landing some representatives in hot water. Okay. Well, and this is Ali, Ali Alexander's video. Correct. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys know how we're responding because I was the person who came up with the January 6th idea with Congressman Gosar, Congressman Mo Brooks, and then Congressman Andy Biggs. We four schemed up of putting maximum pressure on Congress while they were voting so that who we couldn't lobby, we could change the hearts and the minds of Republicans who were in that body hearing our loud war from outside. So that doesn't age well, does it? Yeah, I've I've heard that part of it was potentially an inside job. I've heard that being tossed around. I it's to, one hell of an accusation to make. It, is basically it, what I'm saying. It is, and in that in that particular video, he's what he's saying is, you know, I mean, we you know, you and I obviously heard it, but what he's saying is that he was collaborating with three U.S. representatives, Mo Correct. Brooks, Paul Gosser, and uh, our guy, Andy Biggs. So with Gosser, the, it's not hard to find a connection. There's been videos showing him, uh, Alexander and Gosser, speaking at the same event. Now, where Biggs comes into play is Alexander had a video message from Biggs for that same mm, uh, press conference or, or, or rally, sort of, where okay. Gosser and Alexander were speaking. And it was pretty, it was pretty generic, you know, but it's clear Biggs was playing to a crowd. Um, and now that everything has happened, Biggs is saying, oh, I never met with Alexander. I never spoke to an Alexander. I made that video at the request of Paul Gosser's office because Gosser, he, he was at the same event. He's done. So there's no problem in throwing him under the bus. Yeah. So in response, I think to this whole connection with Alexander, right? He, uh, Biggs is doing sort of like a big media flurry or propaganda push 
on social media and various outlets to take pressure off of him and refocus it back on the Biden administration, which has only been in power for 96 hours or something like that, right? They're it, already drawing up articles of impeachment. That was, uh, who was that Bobert? No, that was uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, okay. So uh, actually, another thing, just real quick before we get into this, just a little background on Biggs and the Freedom Caucus. Um, the Freedom Fund is a PAC that's related to the Freedom Caucus, right? Of which Biggs is the chairman. They And because it's a PAC, dark money can fund their efforts, correct? Well, I, uh, you, you tell me. You might know a bit more about how that plays out. I think so. I think... Um, you, I think you do have to disclose your donors, but they can use like shell corporations and LLCs, that kind of thing. So you don't know in actuality where that money is coming from. I think that was part of the Citizens United ruling. You're talking about people who donate to the PAC itself? Correct. Right. But the PAC usually has to disclose how they're spending their money. I believe that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, the Freedom uh, Fund, which again is related to the Freedom Caucus, provided uh, monetary support to a lot of candidates in 2020, two of whom were Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. So that's fun. They were the two QAnons, right? Supposedly, allegedly, they're being linked to Not that. Not allegedly. They're, well, there's enough wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, to. They're the QAnon candidates. Yeah, so they have been dubbed. And I'm comfortable saying that there's enough to at least warrant an investigation, but I'm not a federal. Especially for Green. Yeah. Well, funny thing. Uh, a Politico article from June actually got a hold uh, on their website got a hold of some old videos which is where a lot of green's conversation came uh, excuse me controversy came from and just quoting from um politico kind of describing some of the videos they had quote she directly she being green directly compared black lives matter activists to the neo-nazis and ku klux klan members who marched at a white nationalist rally three years ago in charlottesville virginia denouncing them all as idiots and green forcefully rejected the notion that there are racial disparities in the u.s or that skin color affects the quality of one's life quoting directly from the video guess what slavery is over black people have equal rights so these are the type of people that you know, the Freedom Fund and by extension, the Freedom Caucus and Andy Biggs decide to endorse. That is a common refrain from the right because they don't want to admit that the war, that basically black people have a very logical reason to be angry <laughs> because yeah. of 400 years of this white nationalist bullshit. And it makes them, basically, it makes them feel better and sleep at night to basically say that the reason why you aren't succeeding is because, you know, you you aren't properly motivated instead of admitting to the fact that there are actual systemic issues in place that prevent upward mobility, especially in regards to minorities. Not to mention the fact that Framing it in that way, and Green's not our focus. We'll, we should probably do an episode on her. Green's not our focus. But framing it that way, you know, slavery's over, black people have equal rights. I mean, aren't you kind of ignoring a lot of landmark uh, cases and, you know, oh, I don't know, the black codes, the vagrancy codes, the Jim Crow laws, uh, Brown v. Board of Education, the backlash from white society in the form of white citizens councils, uh, the election of Donald Trump as backlash to Barack Obama, Obama, excuse me. On and on it goes. But I don't know. Green's got no time for that. Well, there's no, there's no call for nuance or historical... Reality? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fine. Well, historical she, reality well, she is in, a Q, in what they say. If she is a Q booster, then that would... If she is, that means that she keeps company, you know... Uh, philosophically, spiritually, uh, even politically, with people who believe that the Democratic Party is made up of satanic pedophiles, pedophiles running some type of weird sex ring. Well, so. also, uh, sort of the irony of a lot of these QAnon platforms being, or QAnon uh, social media being deplatformed is that they are now running in the darker corners of the internet where they will be preyed upon by actual white nationalists and neo-Nazis. 
funny you say that because the ones who haven't been banned from Twitter are still, you know, they're going strong. For example, the other candidate that uh, Biggs directly, indirectly endorsed, Lauren Boebert, uh, this is what she tweeted today, or and by today, January 24th. Quote, globalism is Code the... Fi- for... <laughs> Jewish. Globalism is the failed ideology of an America we voted away in 2016. After four years of America first, people are going to realize very quickly that going back to the D.C. establishment way of doing things simply doesn't work. And also, America first wasn't, it was also a ripped off idea, wasn't, which um, fascist... Use that language first. The, you know, I'm I'm not comfortable sort of getting into the all the nuance of it. I do know that very one of the earliest appearances of America First um, as a concept in the early 20th century, it had a lot to do with not wanting to go to war, uh, and a lot to do with, and then which kind of translated into like being very cozy with like the tenets of like I don't know the American Nazi Party and people Americans in the in the 30s being like oh Hitler's not that bad you know but it, it nowadays it has to do with like economic things you know I feel like it's like a more hardline version of like buy American you know but that's being very very generous we we know what it's a dog whistle for so we've gone way off into the weeds um but Bobert and Green they're out there and these are the people that Biggs decides to back. So that's the that's the kind of person that Biggs dedicates his energy and his and his name to. So Biggs himself, like I said, he's trying to And he's another representative. Yes, he's yes. representative of Arizona's fifth district. Okay. Biggs is, you know, he he he's doing anything he can, I think, to just get the the stink of Ali Alexander off him. So he's on social media. He does a lot of uh, videos that end up on YouTube and and Twitter. So he's going with a couple of big ones uh, for hardcore, sort of like hardline Republicans these days. And the two that he's focusing on, the two issues that he's focusing on, are uh, anti-immigration and Second Amendment protection. Right. Classic. But, well, yeah, in, in the sense that he's he's going on Twitter, he's going on social media and alarming people in vague terms about their rights being under attack and his rights being under attack. Blah, so, blah, blah. We've heard it all before. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, I mean, the fact that he's still doing it post-insurrection is is very funny to me. We, as a society, have a very short attention span, and that is not good for the long-term stability of our democracy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can barely keep track of who the last masked uh, singer was, you know? I mean, how am I supposed to function as a responsible member of democracy if I don't know who is wearing the giant peacock costume, right? That's that's what you're talking about, Did right? Did you just make a reference to something that you have never once in your life watched? Moving on, now that Anna's done uh, throwing me down once again. Who has a cable subscription these days? I, well, I have YouTube. Is it not on YouTube? I don't know. I don't watch it. Oh, God. Anyway, my, my poor attempt at humor. So, Biggs, right? He started out um, on the Second Amendment, and he's he's got a basically his problem with it, his gripe with it, is he he's got a problem with uh, having to walk through a magnetometer uh, before entering the House oh, chamber. Oh God, he's one of these guys. Well, okay. I mean, and by one of these guys, I mean a lot of Republicans. So he, you know, he 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 gets the ball rolling pretty quick in this video that he has on Twitter from the other day. Hi, Andy Biggs here from Arizona's 5th Congressional District. And uh, a few weeks ago, when we came to Congress and Nancy Pelosi was elected to be Speaker again, the Democrats started passing rules. And they want to bring power to the center, make sure Nancy Pelosi's got enormous amounts of power. So he starts out with, you know, classic language, you know, Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, okay, powered to the center. Yeah, let's let's be clear about something. I'm not a huge fan of her. Nor am but I. She is nowhere near the evil. You know, she. They want to make her out as just some like basically like the witch from Hansel and Gretel, and she's just not that. Which witch is she? The witchiest witch. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Okay, we're not gonna break into song. Witch, witch. <laughs> 
sorry. If you I'm keep sorry. if you keep up these jokes, we are going to be here for a while. Are you going to censure me? I will not, in the interest of unity. Oh, see, like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, moving on. So yeah, so Biggs again, ten sec or twenty seconds in, he's he's invoking the fear of Nancy. Pelosi. He's already said her name like three times. Yep. So moving on. And one of the things that they have proposed, it's not a rule yet, it's not enforced yet, but it will be soon, is that every member of Congress has to go through a magnetometer as they go to vote on the floor, which is, by the way, a violation of Article 1, Section 6 of the Constitution. So I'm going to stop him there. Uh, remember I said that Biggs does have a law degree, right? And he's yeah, saying... he's saying, but so does Ted Cruz. That, ooh, got him. So he's referring to Article 1, Section 6, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution, uh, referring to an exception, right, um, that members of Congress cannot be arrested going to or from uh, the chamber, I guess, or going about their, their official business, okay? Now, it, what's funny about that— That seems like a giant loophole. Because then you could just, like, rob someone and then be like, oh, but I'm on my way to Congress. You're way ahead of me. Because according to Garrett Epps, who writes for Washington Monthly, the Supreme Court actually made a ruling on that exact exception in Williamson versus United States, which is a case from 1908. Basically the crux of it, and you can look it up online. It's on the um, Supreme Court website. Pretty much that exception uh, will protect a lawmaker from civil arrest, not criminal arrest. Ooh. Oh, so, you know, I, maybe Biggs, who's a lawyer, he, maybe he's not a constitutional lawyer. Maybe he really doesn't know that, which makes him stupid. Or maybe he does know that and he's purposely misleading people because fundraising? Don't know. I'm, I'm guessing it's that one. Maybe, maybe. And this is a precursor for trying to make sure that no member of Congress can carry a weapon on the floor. And... That is a step in trying to rationalize taking away your Second Amendment rights. Oh, big swing. See, you like what he did there? And a definite miss. I, so that was so, he went way into left field with that one. He's, he's talking about rules that are put in place um, that aren't even being enforced yet and growing all the way to they, they. So are these rules or are they laws? They're rules. Okay. So, so the, you know, uh, the Capitol, you know, the House chambers and all that, they have their rules of conduct, security, and Got things it. like okay. that. Got it. Okay. Okay. So but he's not... you, if you break the rules, there is some sort of punishment. Well, I, I know that I've seen a few news outlets reporting that Pelosi was talking about uh, if you violate this particular thing, like like carrying a weapon in, in the chamber itself. Because mm -hmm. to be clear, these are not uh, magne uh, magnetometers. Uh, I'm just going to call them metal detectors. These are not metal detectors to get in the building. Correct. These this are is to get literally the... outside of both the House and the Senate chambers, Right, correct? the chamber itself. Yeah. So, or, or at the very least for the for the House. Um, yeah, that is all that we're talking about, okay? And so that's so what... So is it because they feel that the Capitol Police will not adequately protect them in the event of another insurrection i don't think they dare say that out loud especially since a lot of them were praising the capitol police in well, the wake of the insurrection that and the protesters were on their side oh right exactly also you know all these people that claim that they carry weapons in the chamber you know these lawmakers i didn't hear any stories about them standing their ground i didn't hear any of that either i as far as i can i mean i'm making an assumption because i was not there but since they didn't do that i presume they went with you know they minimally obey the instruction of security personnel for whom they rely on for protection. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm... All it takes is a good guy with a gun, Matt. Apparently. Unless you're black. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And in which case, even if you are, you know, a uh, uniform... A literal uniformed police officer. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy who, who the security guard yeah. pulled a gun on him. Mm -hmm. That was that was like, that was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah, was, something like that. It was like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, but Biggs has got no time for that because the Second Amendment is under attack. She's going to go incrementally. That's the way they move. That's what they want to do. This is a problem. Uh, the rhetoric that's coming out of my Democrat colleagues that they are scared of Republicans is just ridiculous. 
And they're basing this on what? They have no evidence. There's nothing to be afraid what? of. But they are afraid. And so they're going to try to violate yeah. the Constitution in several areas to make sure that we don't carry arms when we go into the floor. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, so I have a few problems with what he just said uh, there. Yeah, I do too. What's your What's your take? First, uh, first impressions. Well, my first is, um, again, an insurrection happened, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, huh? And... Which he, were, which he never mentions, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that too. That, that was the end of that message. Again, I noticed that too, in which uh, a lot of the rioters and, you know, protesters, quote, mm-hmm. um, patriots, if you will. Q patriots. Which I won't. But anyway, um, they had zip ties. Um, zip tie man was arrested, yes. Yes, and... They were organ. There were specific groups organized in such a way as to potentially take lawmakers hostage. I think that that's kind of been something that no one really wants to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. My point the is the lawmakers themselves. That's what he's getting at. He's saying that Democrat. He's implying that Democrats are afraid of their Republican counterparts, and there's no reason for that. That's what he's. That's what he's getting at. That's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, these the the protesters were were screaming about hanging Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and a couple of people, uh, the Jenna Ryan, I believe she's the uh, real estate per, uh, person from the Southwest. She was asking for a pardon from Trump, saying Trump Didn't called get us it. here. Uh, the Q sh- get it. The Q shaman Jake Angeli, I think through his attorney has since he didn't get a pardon either. Uh, it, it, his attorney's made, an, I think, a statement on his behalf saying he feels duped. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, and this is... Again, I could have told you that. Right, so there is there is that. And then also, a couple of things here. You know, you've got at least two members of Congress, Boebert and Cawthorn, who flat out said they were armed um, during the insurrection. Also, if I may, they should be afraid of their Republican colleagues because they refuse to wear masks. There's that too. Yeah, there's also that. We keep forgetting that coronavirus is a thing and it is still killing thousands of Americans. I got so much psychic and en- I only have so much psychic energy, unfortunately. I, 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 you know, between the Q people and the MAGA people and the and, Nazis and the, and yeah, and the, the you know, the, the neo fascists and the Proud Boys and everybody else. And, but I, I take comfort in knowing. We just got one of everybody. <laughs> I take comfort in knowing that they're starting to cannibalize themselves, the far-right GOB, but I don't like what's coming after that, probably. Yeah, because right now it seems like Trump won't be indicted by the Senate. No, probably not. I'm not counting on that. And or, or um, literally all they need convicted, is... Convicted, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, all they need is 17 That's a senators. big number. That's a big number. But it's not because there's 50 of them. I, I know. I'm just saying, try finding 17, you know. I'm just saying, you gotta, at some point, you gotta take a stand against this nonsense. And it just, it's not surprising, but it is exhausting and maddening that this is just something so easy that you can do and you're not doing it. Yeah. But you are applying logic. You're projecting logic and rationality to people like Andy Biggs, who is saying that, you know, it's somehow a violation of his rights not to go, not to be strapped or anybody should have a firearm in the chamber. Funny thing about that is Business Insider actually reported on this when the uh, metal detectors were installed last week, right? Or a week and a half ago. And they referred to a memo that was released to all personnel uh, concerned by the acting uh, House Sergeant-at-Arms, Timothy Blodgett, in which he references, quote, um, from the article. In the notice, Blodgett also reminded Congress members that any firearms they carry are restricted to a member's office, reiterating a 1967 rule that lawmakers are allowed to keep guns in their offices. In other words, they were never allowed to carry guns on the chamber. It's just one of those like wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, you know, you're not supposed to do that kind of thing. So he's misrepresenting what's going on here as if they're creating new rules. Also, these uh, proposed like changes to like 
lawmakers and their privilege to carry firearms like around the Capitol, that was already up for debate in December in response to Boebert and that stunt she pulled, you know? And, you know, I just, I, I love that Biggs is doing this. He's making it sound like some type of existential threat to his rights because here's the other thing. Um, Matt Fuller uh, from the Huffington Post reported that several lawmakers simply pushed past the uh, Capitol Police or went around the magnetometers and they have not received any type of, you know, penalty, you know, that I'm aware of. Apparently Capitol Police had to like put up folding tables on either side to like force people to go through. That's like what I did on Black Friday at Best Buy. That's how I heard people looking for a deal on a blender. I know. Is this what we're reduced to? Yes. (laughs) These people make our laws. But blue lives matter. Until you get in their way of, you know, sacking the Capitol, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Basically, all I'm hearing is that this guy is butthurt that this law or this rule, excuse me, is actually going to start being enforced. Yeah. And somehow that's an attack on every American Second Amendment right. Yeah, and he distilled down all that disinformation and misrepresentation in like a 90-second video clip that he has disseminated out into the world. Because, you know, it's not like putting misinformation out on Twitter has ever led to anything bad happening, right? What? No. (laughs) Nothing in recent memory has cost the lives. That's why we don't you know? live in a current hellscape. Yeah, that's true. It's true. No, we're okay. We're, we're, we're getting through. Anyways, that's Biggs on the Second Amendment. So let's move on uh, to his thoughts on immigration and the border. So he actually released another video today, uh, also on Twitter. And I'm sure it's it's also tagged on his own website, you know, his own congressional website too. He's got He's embedded the player. Uh, and it starts out with Biggs bemoaning the uh, the loss of America First policies and the uh, border uh, border wall construction. Hi, Andy Biggs here from Arizona's 5th Congressional District. Uh, President Biden came into office on January 20th, and since then he's been trying to uh, rip apart President Trump's legacy of uh, pro-economic growth, America First policies, one of which is our secure border that President Trump was working so hard to give to American people. So uh, the Biden administration is announced they're going to stop building any more fence. Yeah. So what? Is it a wall or a fence? Exactly. Right. And And why didn't Mexico pay for it? Also, you know, there's that America first stuff again. Yeah. You know, all these. And again, he doesn't go into what those policies are. You know, and and I'll admit that, you know, a, a Twitter video isn't really the medium for that. But that's why you don't say things like that in a two and a half minute video on Twitter, you know, because he's just he's setting the stage. Is the 15th congressional district, is it on Fifth. that board or sorry, for some reason, I thought I kept saying 15th. Sorry. Um, is the... Fifth District of Arizona actually located on the border? I'm not 100% on that, but as an as a representative from Arizona and a member of the GOP, it doesn't surprise me that borders are his thing. You know? No, I, I was just curious. Uh, no, no, off the top of my head, no. I, I, I would have to consult the map, but anything in Arizona for GOP um, reps or senators is probably fair game. So he could be on the very northernmost tip of it, but because it's Arizona itself, doesn't surprise me that that's the drum he's beating. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's his big intro. You know, he's talking about the wall. He hates that. And, yeah, it's true. Uh, Biden did or- rescind the order, um, or he, he halted construction of the border wall. He also ended the national emergency. Remember that? Used by Trump. God, so I forgot about that. So he could get funding, you know, because nobody wanted to put their name on that one. Hey, that's not true. Steve Bannon and his cohorts <laughs> got millions of dollars Tens out of, of good Americans who just wanted to protect our nation's southern border. Oh, my God. And they grifted the shit out of people for that one. And you know what the delicious irony of that is? Hmm. Steve Bannon was the only one who got a pardon. It, yeah, the rest of those. I don't even know the names of the other guys. I should. I should know the names of the other guys. Doesn't matter because they're going to rot in prison. Yeah, but Steve Bannon will forever be known as the political operative and grifter that got arrested on a yacht by the fucking postal inspector police. Us piss. Us piss, man. The truth. They protect what you lick. <laughs> Jesus. Nice reference. I like that. Ew. Oh, I don't like how that. I mean, that... never mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> Forget no, no. I said that. Yeah, I got we... this context. Yeah, we should leave it on sitcoms where they belong. So. <laughs> 
anyways, moving on. So yeah, Biggs, Biggs keeps right on rolling. Uh, next up in this video, he's talking about, uh, basically he's bitching about the uh, Biden administration granting uh, amnesty to people. They're going to stop the Remain in Mexico policy. You get to come in, you're going to get back to catch and release. They're going to grant amnesty to tens of millions. I know they're telling you 11 million, dollars, a million, 11 million people, but that's the number they've been using for a decade. It's far more than that, and they know it. Yeah. Citation needed. Right, 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 right. So uh, Biggs is talking about, obviously, he, he's referring to uh, a portion of Biden's proposed sort of immigration reform policies. Now, the part he's talking about right there about giving amnesty, that that part, he can't do that by executive order. Biden can't do that by executive order. It has to, there has to be some legislation involved here, and it's unlikely that he can hit People are saying it's unlikely he can hit the 60 senator mark to get over the filibuster. But as far as the, you know, tens and tens of millions of people thing, Biggs, again, never cites why he's disputing that knowledge. And he's not, or that number of undocumented people. Yeah. Also, it's not technically amnesty. It's, um, I think it's, um, uh, people with undocumented people have to live five years in the United States paying taxes and all that kind of stuff. And then I think after that five years, they can apply, I think for a green card um, or, or something like that. And then another three years living in the United States. And then I think they get naturalized. So this is like an from the from what I have heard, this is an eight year process. Correct. I believe it is truncated for dreamers. Right, right, and and that was another thing. Biden is has issued a uh, directive to reinstate DACA. Right. And never left, baby. Never. You know what else he did? Um, the uh, I believe it was Department of Homeland Security issued a memo that they'd be issuing a hundred, I think, a hundred day moratorium on deportations. But there's a few exceptions that got laid out since then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Biggs is pissed about that. And, you know, by the way, the other thing where he's talking about, you know, tens of millions, you know, it's way more than the 11 million, referring to 11 million undocumented people. You know, that's just more like you you have no citation for this. You have no proof of this. You wouldn't offer any proof of this. I haven't seen him cite anything for his numbers. The 11 million, what he's referring to, right? Uh, that has to do with a Pew Research number, okay? Basically, when he's saying that the numbers are 10 years old, I think what he's getting at is Pew Research did a study on undocumented people in the United States. And the last number that they could come up with, I think reliably, was the 2017 number, which was, I believe, 10.5 million people. And that's based on augmented U.S. Census data, right? Because 2010 was the last census, right? So well, we're not going to get accurate numbers now. But, well, oh, he um, and Biden actually um, shit canned that directive too for Trump, but that didn't even go in the, the first place. The damage was already done because it disincentivized millions of people to actually answer the census. So, so al- already, it's it's a moot point. Well, that's depressing. I didn't even think of it like that. That's so sad. Yeah, it's it's but that's something that's pissing off uh, Andy Biggs apparently. So he apparently he's got a he's got a problem with a lot of this stuff. I also don't like how he said catch and release. Well, I mean, I I, I think he's referring to um, policies from the Clinton era with regard to dealing with you know border security, and and admittedly that had terrible results too. No, I, and again, I think the reason why I don't like it is because I haven't heard that phrase in a while, mm-hmm. and it just seems so outdated. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Andy Biggs and his knowledge of constitutional law. So, yeah. Yeah, he moves on, and uh, Biggs has got a problem with a lot of stuff that Biden's doing. Uh, another thing he has a problem with, apparently, is rescinding the what a, the Trump travel ban, which he insists has more to do with Obama than Trump. And uh, not only that, they are allowing people to come in from the Obama-era Obama terrorist watch list countries to come back into the country again and they were mad at president trump for in continuing that and they said it originated him but it didn't it originated with the obama administration 
Biggs is so full of shit in that statement. Either he doesn't know what he's talking about, in which case I'm very scared the fact that he gets to vote in Congress, or he's willfully full of shit. Okay? You know what he's talking about? Um, I had to look it up. I Because the, the travel ban specifically was the brainchild of Stephen Miller, correct? I, I don't know about... Or at least Trump's inner circle. Uh, well, I mean, Stephen Miller was involved in the in the formulation of that big expanse of, of executive orders that they want to pull off in the first 100 days, right? Yeah, so yes, he was involved as far as I know. But that part that Biggs is talking about saying that, you know, it was a continuation of something from the Obama administration, mm-hmm. right? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? No. Because I didn't either. I had to look this up and... The what he's talking about is a huge misrepresentation. So, in essence, during the Obama administration, right, in 2015, there was a law that was signed in by President Obama that he could have vetoed but didn't. Again, law, not an executive order. So big difference. And basically what it was is it sort of increased, uh, it restricted the use of the visa waiver program, okay? Visa waiver program... Uh, applies to a list of people, uh, uh, excuse me, people from a list of countries, mostly European, that Mm -hmm. can come to the U.S. for up to 90 days for like tourism or some other type of related issue, right? And they don't need a visa to do it, right? So presumably you just need the passport. Yeah. So I guess in response to some type of like uh, terrorism issues related to Iraq from like 2011, the law pretty much changed that and said that anybody from those visa waiver program countries that visited, I believe Iraq or Iran, I think it was four countries. But if you visited one of those four countries uh, after March 1st of 2011, you couldn't enter under visa waiver program. You had to apply for a visa like anyone else or anyone not on the, yeah. Oh. So number one, then, so eventually it was like, first it was four countries, then three were added. So you had seven countries. Those seven countries were the seven that were on the original version of Trump's travel ban. Okay. Okay. But it had nothing to do with banning people who came from the country. It had to do with people who would ordinarily not need a visa. And if they had traveled to one of these seven countries, they couldn't use the visa waiver program. If they also had dual citizenship in one of these seven countries, then they couldn't use the visa waiver program. But that didn't mean that they did not get to come here. So those are so that list of seven countries, Trump just basically copied and pasted that list from that 2015 law. Wow. Yeah. And it had and, no- and the the countries are it's um Iran, Iraq, Somalia, uh, uh it was uh so the the first seven up uh, let's see. There was Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. There we go. And that that went in all kinds of iterations because there was all kinds of lawsuits that kept getting struck down. Trump administration would bring out another version. There was a version that was eventually upheld in 2018 by the Supreme Court, five four. Mm-hmm. And that effectively, I, I think it was Executive Order thirteen seven eighty or something like that was the original iteration of it. But whatever it was, Biden shit can that one too. So, you know, Biggs is mad about that as well. So, yeah. And, and he, you know, he, the whole like, but getting back to the, you know, it's way more than 11 million and they know it. It's it's more conspiracy stuff. That's what that says to me. You know, you're, you're telling me that they, and he uses they a lot. They yeah. Know. I picked up on that too. Yeah. It's so, very telling language. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like what he's telling people with that language. Hey, his feelings are his facts. Yeah, that's he lives by his heart. That's another thing, by the way. Circling back to the first, the Second Amendment thing from earlier, when he's saying that people have no, they believe Democrats believe that Republicans are enemies or they're enemies, and they're not basing it on anything. I would love to ask him about how he would relate that to Ted Cruz's letter and his rationale about thirty-nine percent of people without evidence believe that the election was fraudulent. You know. So, but I, I, I can probably guess how he'd respond to that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's Biggs on, uh, Obama era terrorists and, uh, border and amnesty and the border wall. And, you know, it's probably a good place for him to wrap up and stop making like vague accusations, right? This is par for the course. Yeah. Well, he's not done. He he says a lot in two and a half minutes. Next up, he invokes children in a kind of weird 
he, oh, I, he's, I have I have a sneaking suspicion where this is going. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Here we go. We are seeing massive changes in the illegal immigration or the border security issue. And this is what we say when elections have consequences. President Biden is now the president. And we are going to see masses uh, coming across our border. And I just want to tell you, in the Tucson sector, I just received a report that in the Tucson sector, the night of his inauguration, President Biden's inauguration, we had 60, 60 unaccompanied minors shortly after midnight come and turn themselves in. Now, if you turned yourself, if you turned your child over to uh, a vicious drug and human smuggling cartel, you and I would be going to jail for um, basically child abuse. That's what happens here. And that's what happened with these 60 children. Wait, what? Yeah, so this is Biggs using undocumented um, children, I guess, as a prop, you know, as if he gives a shit about their well He definitely doesn't. Well, you know what? I'd be very shocked if he did. Nothing in his voting record would suggest that he does. But saying that he, let's say he does, what he's referencing, I, I so I took a look, I, I, I did, you know, just cursory open source search to see if what he's talking about made the news, and it didn't make the news. So, so he's, but he's talking about it, and he's telling this to his supporters, so it, that should be a big deal, right? That's something that should make the news. Why would you like say I feel like a Tucson newspaper would want to know that information something like that so i searched it a couple of different ways and he's talking about the tucson sector and i think what he's talking about is the tucson sector of customs and border patrol responsibility um and when you kind of tool around cbp's um or cpb's um website uh, just in terms of numbers not not to discount you know the the arduous journey of miners across you know central america or, or mexico to get to the United States. But in terms of numbers, that's actually not very significant. That's the horrifying part. Okay. So first of all, this is from C, uh, CBP's own website. Uh, today, Tucson sector is one of the busiest sectors on the Southwest border, covering 262 miles of linear border from the Yuma County line to the Arizona, New Mexico state line. It's made up of nine stations that are broken down into three corridors. These nine stations are, lo- it, it, it mentions it. Why we, Casa Grande, Tucson, Nogales, Wilcox, Senoita, Bisbee, Douglas, and Three Points. And I apologize for bad pronunciation if anyone, you know, knows what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah, so they they do a lot of business in terms of contacting people. So I, I, I looked through their website's um, sort of spreadsheet of contacts, and there's two types of contacts. There's, there's, like, I guess, apprehensions and people who are deemed ineligible for entry, like they never even get it in. Now, I... I'm not 100% on how to de-aggregate this, but I do know that it seems like there is a specific um, portion of their contacts for unaccompanied minors, so like zero, ages 0 to 17. And you're talking, thou- in, just in, in the Tucson area alone, you're talking thousands of contacts every year and has been during the Trump administration. So I don't know why he's trying to make it seem like, you know, these children who obvi- who have iPhones and were watching the inauguration decided to turn themselves in at the border. That's what it sounds like he's trying to say to me. No, I'm, I was really confused about, was he implying that the parents of these children gave them to cartels to move them across the border? He, is that what he's saying? He's talking about coyotes um, and trafficking and things like okay. that. And like, they didn't get there on their own. And I, I don't. I, I really don't know why he throws that one in there. You know. I, any anyway. I think I, it's to criminalize people yeah. and all that stuff. And I mean, so. we still have hundreds of missing children that we have taken from their parents, and the U.S. government still doesn't know where they are. Yep. So I think if you care about migrant children, wouldn't you care about the ones that your own government lost? Yeah, you're from a border state, Andy. Like, I mean, on be. On behalf of anyone who cares about that, myself included, what the actual fuck. But he and he just he quickly just goes right past that that heartwarming story of sixty children, and he doesn't even say what their fate was. 
So, but he's he moves on. He's got other stories to exploit. So he finishes with his big crescendo, uh, talking about increased trafficking and migrant caravans. It's a tragedy, and these cartels are going to control the border. You'll see an increase with these policies that President Biden's putting in place. You're going to see an increase in human smuggling, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and drug trafficking. That's what an open borders policy does. It incentivizes people to come. That's why you're hearing about more caravans coming. I'll keep you posted. Nice sign off. Oh my God. Yeah, we're hearing- Trump. (sighs) Go. Biden is not proposing open borders. I just, I need to say that because it, it seems like I shouldn't have to say it, but apparently I have to say it. Biden does not want open borders. Yeah, he never would have gained any type of support in the Democratic Party if he said something like Not that. Not the mainstream. The the farther left you go, obviously people are support open borders sure but not enough that would get him elected no absolutely nowhere not. near he wouldn't he wouldn't raise any money that way you know that's absurd and there there's a lot wrong with that 25 second clip i mean regarding human trafficking right he he's really playing that up you know it's like oh there's gonna be more human trafficking there's gonna be this there's gonna be drug trafficking and this and that and all that stuff now I don't know how a wall would have helped that. And I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if he was implying that. And I don't know if any of these policies that in reality Biden is is going to attempt to implement is going to do anything to make a big dent in that, especially since it would seem that like trying to say that, you know, cross border, southern border uh, illegal migration is a very large part of the human trafficking problem. And it would seem that it's not. So there was a piece in the New Yorker, right? It was published in February of 2019. So we're talking two years ago, right? But I don't think it's dated at this point. Quoting from the article, according to data from the uh, Department of Justice in 2017, roughly two thirds of the trafficking victims who were served by organizations that received funding from the Office for Victims of Crime were U.S. citizens. Among non-citizens, illegal border crossing uh, is not typically the issue. And this, again, this is according to Trump's Justice Department. Because is... most trafficking happens inside the country. It's, it's state to state, correct? Well, yeah. Again, according to them, roughly two-thirds of trafficking victims were U.S. citizens. So, yes, it, it would yeah, seem so. Also, can I just say that drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking are all still illegal? Right, exactly. I guess what Biggs is getting at is because of these irresponsible policies by Biden and the Democratic Party, we will see an increase in all of these things as a direct result, further mischaracterizing the problems. You know, and in fact, I think I read that part of Biden's proposed um, policy shift regarding you know um, migration crisis and that type of thing is investigating the cause. You know, like, oh, why are people running like hell to get away from from home, the only home they've known, and make a journey that could kill them, you know, on foot yeah. in some cases? I, I, I don't get it. And I knew that everyone knew that the migrant caravan scare was coming back around because there's nothing new under the sun. Well, that- and so... <laughs> It's it's so fun that's to, a, to hear that again. But that's another thing. It's just like the the migrant caravan scare. That's been a talking point of the Trump administration for years. Why is it suddenly? Uh, uh, why is there suddenly a causal link to the election and the inauguration of Joe Biden that this is suddenly an issue? It's, you know, they're going to argue that because he has policies that cuddle and coddle these poor migrants that like you know they're somehow Uh, more incentivized to come here because they think that they're going to get into the country i i cannot see the the biden administration and their policies affecting human behavior in those numbers to any type of extent where it's 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 significant i mean still have thousands upon thousands of people in Mexico at our border trying to get into the country yeah. or trying to get in legally. Yeah. And, and I don't, and speaking of, of 
you know, people who are dealing with, you know, uh, the federal government in terms of having problems with, you know, immigration issues and being victims of trafficking. It's actually the Trump um, administration that kind of fucked up a pretty good program that's been in place since the year 2000. See, do you know what a T visa is? Uh, no. Okay, so basically it's part of a program designed to help victims of trafficking, people who were brought to the United States for forced labor or, you know, or sex or anything like that, right? So a T visa can be applied for by somebody who has been a victim of human trafficking in this regard, right? It was started in 2000. It's been gaining momentum. There's a lot of, it's pretty much a bipartisan issue. Even Trump early on, uh, you know, he, he gave a few signals that he was on board with helping victims of human trafficking. I mean, it's kind of hard not to, right? But here was the weird part. In 2018, 2019, there was a policy change under the Trump administration and people who applied for T visas, not all of them get granted. Okay, fine. Usually takes a year. Policy changes, two things. One, it went from one year average wait to like three year average rate. And number two, people under Trump, as opposed to before, people who are denied their T visa get uh, referred to immigration court. Fun. Yeah. And uh, as a, as a result. So they get traumatized again. Correct. And I cannot say definitively this is a causation, but there has been apparently a correlation between that policy change and a reduced number of people um, applying for T visas. No. Who'd have thought? You know? So, yeah, that's, um, so that's Biggs. You know, that's, that's his thing. He's, Biggs is in a scramble right now. He's trying to, he's trying to deflect any way he can. He's getting these hot button issues. He's trying to hit them all. And I think, you know, he's doing what all rep- U.S. representatives do because they face election every two years. He's fundraising. He's fundraising. Yeah. He, he's getting those rage bucks. You know, what, what do you think about Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona? He sounds like every other Republican wanting to raise money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand that's the game. You're right. I, I think he's particularly, he's one of the worst ones uh, in terms of propaganda, in terms of misleading people and doing it at the expense of maybe public safety. Because everything he's been talking about, it's be paranoid that the government's going to take your guns. He is implying that there's a they that are coming to take your guns and trample all over your rights, and they are coming to your border, to your land. You know, I mean, he, it's all the trademarks. You Again, know? this is old hat at this point. I Honestly, I can't believe that people still believe it. Hmm. That's the most incredulous part about this, because he wouldn't be saying this if it didn't work. He wouldn't be saying this if it didn't get him money and votes. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you 100 percent. And I, I, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I guess, you know, technically California is a border state, but I have no fear of a caravan. I have never had any fear of these caravans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. I guess it's because I'm not scared of people who don't look like me. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is a there is a little bit there. There's a lot to be said for that. Anyways, funnily enough, I'm more scared of the people who do look like me these days. Well, I mean, let's, you know, I, 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 I challenge anyone to get me a screenshot or a video of the January 6th insurrection and show me, show, show me a shot where there's, shall we say, people are ethnically uh, diverse. Hey, I'm sure they, they were, exist. I'm sure uh, there they were exist. a few of them in that crowd. No, I, and, and I'm sure they exist. And by them, we mean them in the sense that Andy Biggs means them, as in the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Andy Biggs. Um, He is a professional grifter and propagandist and politician. And my personal opinion is he's an asshole. I don't know. I didn't think that needs to be said. That was was the subtext of this entire episode. Uh, Could I have just said that and we would have been 30 seconds in and done? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Maybe next time. We'll do the mini episodes. Okay. So that is pretty much it for this week. Uh, just wanted to hit on that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel so much better that we've explained a you know a minuscule part of the 
right-wing propaganda universe. I think it was important for us to talk about the, especially that immigration point right now, Mm. because that is becoming more and more of a talking point. And we're going to see more of that, especially in the next week, because that's, I think that's part of Biden's like a hundred day plan. Yes. Um, Yes. Huge part. Yeah. So I think it's nice that we sort of like, you know, headed that off a little early. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I'm curious where it's going to go. And by curious where it's going to go, I mean I'm curious what misrepresentations and possible lies are going to be told at yeah, this point. Yeah, no doubt we'll talk more about immigration very soon. Oh, indeed we will. Indeed we will. So that's all for this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in yet again. Uh, please, uh, Website's not up just yet. Uh, that's a bit laziness on my part, I know. Uh, but... Please uh, continue to listen and download and like and subscribe and write some reviews, too. That would really help us out. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at ConsequencePod. I also have a shiny new uh, Twitter account myself, at StopTalkingMatt. You can probably guess why I chose that one. Talk so much. I know, I know. This is my only outlet. I'm sorry. Anna, you got anything for our audience? Any any words of wisdom or hope? Um, Links will be down in the notes with oh, uh, yes. references to the stuff we are talking about and um, also the articles referenced in this. Thank you. Thank you. This was pointed out to us, mostly me, is that I didn't put my source material in the episode notes. So you have no way of knowing if I'm completely full of shit. So I don't want to sound like the subject of the episode. So I will do that from now on. Yay. Uh, yay. Okay. Until then, everyone keep your heads down and the migrants are coming to for get your guns. For your guns. And, Here we go. and But only if you go through the magnetometer and. The magna or oh. magatometer. No, no, no. Okay. You know what? All right. I don't need your negativity. All right, everyone. See you next time. Later. Bye.